Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Hello, my name is Spencer. It is 7.07 a.m. June 23rd, 2023. I'm in my work office getting ready to record an episode for you to listen to a few months from now. And then I'm going to do my work day, and it's Friday. It's Friday, so then I'm going to have two days of busy times not making any money. Because that's what the weekend's for. Now, I actually have some projects that if I have time, I'm going to work on them, and then I might get paid for that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the, the, these words. These uh, Half of these words are, uh, I think they're religious Yes, they're very religious-related, so I don't really know a lot about these. And then we got some other words that I don't know diddly squat about. Which is why we're doing this, so we can learn these things. I hope you enjoy it. The first word is... Well, you can't really pronounce it. It's ECCL. E-C-C-L, abbreviation for ecclesiastic or ecclesiastical. And oh yeah, we're going to talk about those. So the sound effect is going to be... The next word is Eccles, capital E, C-C-L-E-S. It's another abbreviation for Ecclesiastes. Is that how you say it? Ecclesiastes. Yep, that's it, with a capital E. Here is a prefix, Ecclesi or Ecclesio. Ecclesi or Ecclesio, Ecclesio or Ecclesio. Here we go with Ecclesio. It just means church. That's it. It just means church. Uh, as in the example, Ecclesiology. Now, I would assume that that is the study of churches and churchy things, but I don't know. We're going to learn about that pretty soon. So, why does this mean church? Well, it is from the Greek... Ecclesia, with K's, which means assembly of citizens, or also church. That's usually where, uh, in the past at least, citizens would gather in the church if they had to have a town meeting. Town meeting tonight! Uh, it is also from the Greek akalin, or akalin, which means to call forth or summon, from X plus kalin, which means to call, and there's more at the word low, which I don't understand. So, to call became to call forth or summon became assembly of citizens or church. So, that is why this means that. So, what are some other words that are related to church and calling forth and summoning? Ecclesial is next. You could say ecclesial with like an i sound or ecclesial with more of an e ecclesial adjective from 1641 of or relating to a church just anything about a church is ecclesial there's some really beautiful churches out there that's one of the most things one of the biggest things that i appreciate about churches is the the architecture the art all that stuff Next is Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Um, again, you can say I or E at the beginning, and it has a capital E. E-C-C-L-E-S-I. 
A-S-T-E-S, Ecclesiastes. Noun from the 14th century. This is a book of wisdom, wisdom literature, in canonical Jewish and Christian scripture. And it says to see the Bible table. And that will tell you where in the Bible this book, Ecclesiastes, uh, fits, fits in with all the other things. So, uh, as we know, I mean, it's obviously related to church and all that, but more specifically, uh, it is from the Greek Ecclesiastes, which literally means preacher. Uh, this is a translation of the Hebrew word koheleth, or koheleth. Uh, it's also from Ecle- another word, Ecclesiastes, without a capital E, which means member of an assembly. Um, and so it's like... It's the person, a person part of the the church group, or the preacher, Um, and then it just became the book of wisdom literature, and uh, I I wonder what it says. I don't know. I've never read the Bible. Maybe that's my next podcast. Next is ecclesiastic. First form, adjective from the 15th century. The synonym is ecclesiastical, which is coming up, and a good, a good fun word to say. Ecclesiastical. The second form of ecclesiastic is a noun from 1651, and the synonym is clergyman. So, yep, seems, you know, we're all connected here. Uh, the, the people, the people are ecclesiastic. Or anything related to a church is ecclesiastic. Depends on how you're using it in context. So, we now need to talk about this word ecclesiastical, because we've seen it a couple times already. Ecclesiastical. You gotta say it at the right time. Adjective from the 15th century. One. Of or relating to a church especially as an established institution. Especially as an established institution? is it, So if a church is not an established institution, it's not ecclesiastical, or most of them are established institutions, I don't know, I guess that's an important part. Two, suitable for use in a church. So uh, this, what is, what is suitable for use in a church. Uh, What do you use in a church? I don't know. Pews? Oh, these are some good ecclesiastical pews. This hymn book is a good ecclesiastical hymn book. Uh, Ecclesiastically is an adverb. And the etymology is pretty similar to all the other stuff. Ecclesiasticism. How many syllables is this? Ecclesi... Oh, it, it it breaks them up for me. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ecclesiasticism. No, that's two syllables. Why wouldn't it have broken that up? Ecclesiasticism. Seven syllables. Noun from circa 1859. Excessive attachment to ecclesiastical forms and practices. Attachment? So, if you are really attached to things that are related to a church, suitable for a church, uh, then, uh, then, then you have ecclesiasticism? How do you use this in context? Hmm. I got, I got the ecclesiasticism. 
Gotta move my chair a little forward. There's so many of these ecclesiastical words. Here's another one, ecclesiasticus. Ecclesiasticus with a capital E. Noun from 1533. This is a didactic book included in the Protestant Apocrypha and as Sirach in the Roman Catholic canon of the Old Testament. So, I don't know how this is similar or different to the Ecclesiastes book. Ecclesiastes? Is that how you say this word? Um, I don't know how it's different or similar to the book in the Bible. Ecclesiasticus, it seems more specific. It's Protestant, Roman Catholic. Uh, Yeah, so um, I guess I can put a link in the show notes for maybe both of these, Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiasticus. How are they similar? How are they different? I'm not sure. I just don't know. Okay. Here is Ecclesiology. Ecclesiology. And this one, this was the example for the Ecclesi prefix, Ecclesiology. Uh, It is a noun from circa 1837, one, the study of church architecture and adornment. So, yes, literally, it is the study of churches, but specifically, you know, how are they built? What styles are being used? What do they adorn things with? What uh, sculptures and statues and stained glass and all those things, how do you adorn it? Um, yeah, this, they, they are highly adorned often, these churches. And then there's, you know, then there's those really, really old churches, which are just super simple and, and just really, really old. And those are awesome. Uh, number two, theological doctrine relating to the church. So that is, um, a theological doctrine. That's, you know, a very religious, uh, thing to say about the church is ecclesiology. I can't give you any better description than that, because I'm not a smarty pants. Ecclesiological? Ecclesiological? No, this is not how you say this word. Ecclesiological. There we go. Ecclesiological, that is an adjective, and ecclesiologist is a noun. Hooey, hooey, hooey. Brain working hard. All right, this is the last of these ecclesi words. And this one is eclus. I don't know how you would say it because it's an abbreviation. It is spelled capital E C C L U S, eclus. And it's an abbreviation for Ecclesiasticus, which is the didactic book included in the Protestant Apocrypha and as Sirach in the Roman Catholic canon of the Old Testament. Okay. Uh, we have... Uh, that That was um, the ECC section. We got one more ECC word. It is the eccrine gland. This is two words. Eccrine is E-C-C-R-I-N-E. You can also pronounce it uh, ecrine or ecrine. Ecrine, ecrine, ecrine. It is a gland, a noun. A gland is a noun from circa 1927. 
It is any of the rather small sweat glands in the human skin that produce a fluid secretion without removing cytoplasm from the secretory cells. It is also called the eccrine sweat gland. So this is the thing that allows you to sweat, I guess, or makes you sweat. Uh, the sweat comes from these. Yes, it's a sweat gland. It's in the human skin. So do we have these all over our skin, all over our body? Um, they, I think mine sometimes get into overdrive. Ooh, you know, in the summer, in the summer, it's just constant sweat, constant. It's so gross. I hate it. But these are the things that uh, that's, um, it, that 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 make you sweat, and so there must be just a ton, a ton of them, tiny little buggers, I assume, all over the body. Um, I want to put a link in the show notes for this because I want to know, like, on average, how many do we have? How big are they? I got to know these things. And um, it says here at the end that it does not remove cytoplasm from the secretory cells. These are the, the secreting cells, and it doesn't remove cytoplasm. I don't at all understand why that's important, but I guess it is. Um, is this related to church in any way? No, I don't think so, because it is from the Greek word ekronin, which means to secrete. And that totally makes sense. From the prefix ek or ex, which means out, plus crinine, which means to separate. So it's separating things out uh, and then putting, yeah, putting it out on top of the skin. It, that's, where it, that's where the sweat goes. There's more at the word certain. I am certain that the eccrine gland makes me sweat. Or is the thing that the sweat comes from. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Okay. We are now in a short ECD section. I don't know these words at all. Do you? Let's find out. This word is ekdiziast. Ekdiziast, or just ekdiziast. E-C-D-Y-S-I-A-S-T. Ekdiziast. I don't know what this is. It is a noun from 1940. Uh, the synonym is a strip teaser. Strip teaser? So someone who is doing a strip tease is an ekdiziast. And the only thing for the etymology is that it's from the Greek word ekdisis, ekdisis. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it doesn't say what that word means. E-K-D-Y-S-I-S. Do I need to go to Google? T- you know what? We can just do it right now because I'm in front of a computer. This is, a, this is a new thing for me. I've been, I've been doing this podcast usually just not in, a, not in front of a computer. And so we, we have the entire internet at our disposal. We're not going to do this too often because, you know, this, this takes time. But every once in a while, you know, let's... Let's find out. What does this word mean? Okay, where, how do we spell it? E-K-D-Y-S-I-S. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. And um, it's, we're trying, oh, I spelled it wrong. I spelled it E-X, not E-K. It means exit. 
That's what it means in English. Exit. How do you... How, do, how does... I can't. Okay. Exit? So you're a strip teaser exiting... I don't understand this. Are you exiting from your clothes? Is that how we're supposed to think about this? Egdiziast is a strip teaser because they're exiting from their clothes in a slow, sultry, sexy manner. Which is a sexier word? Egdiziast or strip teaser? Please, tell me now. Okay, is this one related? Uh, this word is ecdysis. E-C-D-Y-S-I-S. And oh, that is the same word as the Greek word, except it's uh, spelled with a C instead of a K. Uh, ecdysis is how you pronounce it in English, at least. Uh, this is a noun from circa 1854. This is the act of molting or shedding an outer cuticular layer. Cuticular, yeah. Uh, so this is probably not talking about a human, unless the human is molting or shedding their skin or hair or something. I don't think that happens very often or ever. Uh, but this is, we're talking about, oh, I don't know, spiders and snakes and uh, what other things shed their skin? Lots and lots of, like, lizards and, and things like that. Um, what else? Uh, could you, would you consider a, uh, like a, like a butterfly a caterpillar situation? Mm, I don't think so. That's a whole different changing of the body. They're not molting their skin. Uh, birds. Birds uh, molt, uh, they get rid of like a layer of, of feathers and they get new feathers. I think we could call that ecdysis, couldn't we? Can we? Yes, we can. Uh, this is from the Greek word ecdysis. I don't know how to pronounce it, which means <laughs> act of getting out. Yes, it is the act of getting out of your skin or your clothes. And yes, it's also from ekdayin, which means to strip. From x plus dying, which means to enter or don. Ah, putting the x makes it the opposite. So if you were putting on clothes, uh, what would you be? You'd be a diasiast, diasiast. But then when we put the ec or ex prefix, it becomes the opposite. So we are removing the skin, the clothes, all of that stuff. I don't remember a D-Y word that talked about putting on clothes, but, you know, I it's hard to remember everything that I've read, read here. Um, yeah, so, uh, so the, the act of stripping or something would be ecdysis, and then if you are somebody who is doing that, you are an ecdysist. No, ecdysiast. Ecdysiast. Ugh. All right, next word. Ecdisone. Yeah, ecdisone. E-C-D-Y-S-O-N-E. You could also spell it without the E at the end, and that would be ecdison. Same word. Noun from 1956. This is any of several arthropod hormones that in insects are produced by the prothoracic gland and that trigger molting and metamorphosis. 
So clearly, we are still in the same world. So these are hormones. These are little chemical things inside of a body, usually insects, and uh, they tell it when it's time to molt to get rid of their outer layer thing. And uh, that is, uh, or metam- and metamorphosis, metamorphosis. So maybe this is related to the caterpillar uh, butterfly situation. Ectosone, fascinating stuff, man. Next word, it's an E-C-E word. It is, how do you say this? Esesis or achesis because it is spelled E-C-E-S-I-S. So some people in, I guess, proper English, say asesis, because that's how the, the, the C is supposed to be pronounced in this context. But some people also say achesis, which I'm guessing is from a Greek thing. Okay, asesis, noun, from circa 1904. The establishment of a plant or animal in a new habitat. We are putting this plant or animal in a new habitat and this whole situation is called asesis or achesis. This is from the Greek oikesis, which means inhabitation, also from oikin, which means to inhabit, and there's more at the word ecumenical. Ecumenical, that's going to be next page, next in like a week-ish, yeah. Um... So it's to putting putting a plant or an animal in a new habitat is achesis or asesis. Let's go do some asesis. Why why would you have to put an animal or a plant in a new habitat? Oh, so many reasons. E C G all caps abbreviation for electrocardiogram. Uh, something something about the heart. Checking the heart for problems. Uh, there's ECG, isn't there EKG, which is a whole other thing. I think that might be related to the heart. I don't know. There's all these medical letter things that it's hard to keep track of all of them. Uh, yeah, ECG, checking the heart for stuff. We got one more word for this episode. It is a shell. And no, it is not literally a shell. It is a shell. E-C-H-E-L-L-E. It is pronounced a shell. Noun from 1949. It is a diffraction grating made by ruling a plain metallic mirror with lines having a relatively wide spacing. And I don't really understand what that is. So you know what? I'm going to look it up so I can see what it looks like. And I don't want to look it up in translate. I want to look it up in images. This is a ladder. This is a ladder. This A shell is a ladder. Most of these pictures are ladders. But some of these are not. So let's read the description again. A diffraction grating made by ruling a plain metallic mirror with lines having a relatively wide spacing. Uh, what? <laughs> a plain metallic mirror is P-L-A-N-E. So it's like, it's plain, it's like, it's flat, I think. And it's a metallic mirror. Huh. 
I definitely need to put a link in the show notes for this one because I am quite confused. Now, this... Okay, so the reason uh, all these ladders showed up is because this is a French word that literally just means ladder. So I guess this uh, this grating is ladder-like? Ladder... Now, there is this one picture... Yeah, this is the closest one. It's kind of like a stairway on the side. So, but I don't understand what this is. There's a blaze arrow. Uh, yeah. Oh, here. Elec- a shell grating. I don't know. This set, There's the things bouncing off. There's, yeah, we, we definitely are going to have to put a link in the show notes. This is a, an interesting thing. I don't really know. Is it light? Is it related to light? Probably diffraction. Yeah, it's diffracting off of this metallic mirror, bouncing off in different angles and stuff. Yeah, go check the show notes for this thing. All right, it is word of the episode time. So here we go. Eccle, Ecles, Ecclesi, Ecclesial, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastic, Ecclesiastic, Ecclesiastical. Ecclesiasticism, Ecclesiasticus, Ecclesiology, Eclus, Ecrin Gland, Ec... I have to remind myself how to say this word every single time. Ecdisiast, Ecdisis, Ecdison, Ecesis, ECG, and a shell. Uh, let's see. I think... I think, I mean, I was obviously very surprised about this whole strip teaser thing, ecdisiast, um, but I think, yeah, this this whole world of like getting out of your thing, I think is really interesting. I think I'm, I want to pick ecdisis, E-C-D-Y-S-I-S as the word of the episode, because that's the bigger picture idea of the act of molting and shedding and I never thought that there was a word that meant that, but of course, you know, we have words for everything. So, of course, there's a word for that. Ecdesis, right? Ecdesis. It's time to get out of my skin. I'm going to do some ecdesis. I am not a strip teaser because I'm not taking off my clothes. I'm getting out of my skin. Ecdesis. All right. We've got a very loungy song happening there. Um, Should I tell you another movie that I watched? Oh, yes, I shall. Uh, This is the movie Pride. Um, Let's see. I think I watched this on the plane going one... Yes, I was going... Coming home. Uh, Sharon had watched it while I was out of town on a work trip. And she said, it's so good and you should watch it. And when I got on the plane to come home, it happened... Happened to be... uh, on the list. I mean, it was it's June when I'm recording this, when I watch this, uh, which is, uh, you know, Pride Month here in the States. And so maybe that's why they added it. But, um, oh, it's a fascinating, heartwarming story about, uh, was this in the 60s, I want to say? 60s, possibly? Um, in England. Ooh, is it England? Yeah, I think they were outside of London, weren't they? Uh, now I'm blanking. Was it Ireland? England? It was one of those. I feel terrible that I am not remembering that. Um, But it's a group of um, gay and lesbian people, I think, in London, and they are supporting uh, minors who were on strike. And it's based on a true story, 
and uh, they basically are raising money to help the miners because it's basically the idea of helping everybody be nice to everybody and i really really appreciate that sentiment um we're not none of us are different we should be helping everybody uh we should be supporting everybody in whatever way we can um so that's what it was all about and oh yes i teared up a couple of times because it was very sweet and uh, i highly recommend the movie pride from 2014 based on a true story go ahead and watch it All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Looks like we got some fun words in the next episode, too. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.